Empty Cup on Open Lines Radio is brought to you by Synergy Creative Systems. Synergy Creative Systems uses multiple social media and online platforms that operate independently as freestanding entities to post killer content that discreetly work in conjunction with each other to build robust and enduring images and brands through promotion by proxy. Hey guys, I'm Eric. I have some weird tea that's been sitting on my kitchen table for, gosh, at least one day, maybe, maybe two or three days. I don't know, it tastes fine still. And this is Empty Cup. I'm going to be making focaccia bread. God, I hope that's how you pronounce it. I had to fucking look it up because I don't fucking... It's one of those words that I've only seen written down and I've never heard anyone pronounce it, let alone pronounce it correctly. So I, I um... I'm relying on the internet to have not lied to me on how to pronounce that. But I'm making some of that while I talk to y'all, because uh, that's my preferred method of communication. I guess I should introduce myself. Um, So since I'm baking, you will hear me wandering off and coming back and maybe banging around a bit. But that's just... You can get a beverage, pretend you're sitting in the chair next to my kitchen table where I do all my cooking, and uh, we'll hang out. I should introduce myself in case you don't already know me. Um, it's Eric Tinsley, Eric with a K. I'm known around the internet as Oblivion Spin. I do some writing, some other audio literary work. Uh, that is the oven is preheated for the beets that I'm roasting. I'm roasting some beets. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> Sometimes the ridiculousness of what I'm doing catches up to me. I do other audio literary work on my podcast, Oblivion Spin Presents. I'm on kind of a hiatus right now on that, um, but I record audiobooks in segments of novels I've written and slowly but surely present those. I I feel like everything else you need to know about me, you'll figure out. I'm a little... I'm like most people. You can't condense a person into a 10-second awkward introduction over voice. But good thing, because I'm just getting started. That was the prerequisite. Anyway, now that that's out of the way, I'm going to get my ingredients um, so that I can start doing this. I don't think that anyone wants me to do a cooking show. People ask me for recipes a lot. I don't... I'm, I'm fine at cooking, but I'm not like... I don't know. My food turns out good. My cooking methods are chaotic and unreliable. I grew up um, half the time in a food insecure situation and the other half the time with relatives that would literally have like three types of every possible configuration of canned green beans on the shelf at all times. So it's like at all times there had to be three cans of French cut, three cans of regular ass green beans, like just, and that with everything, like cream corn, canned corn, the Mexi corn, fucking depression era cooking and shit. Um, I always wear my glasses when I eat. 
around people that I don't trust fully because my grandma one time served me this jello salad that I thought it had pineapple in it and it was fucking Mexicorn. I don't know who puts corn, canned corn and peppers in lime jello. It's fucked up. Uh, bless her heart. She's no longer with us and I hope that she's serving that in whatever fucking afterlife, but I ain't eating it. Anyway, because of this, my cooking is chaotic because I also have a lot of fucking food allergies. So I substitute everything. I only do what I feel like doing in a recipe. And I get fucking livid because I see shit all the time online that talks about how you can improvise with cooking, but like baking and especially making breads and stuff, you have to do everything exactly perfectly or it won't turn out. And that is gatekeepy and classist as fuck. You don't need fancy shit. You do need practice. There are some principles that you can't exactly stray from. But we need to stop sharing, like, these ideas that stuff's impossible or unreachable unless you have all this time and energy and shit to dedicate to it. Everyone deserves to fuck around in the kitchen. Whether you're fucking around with 20 million substitutions because you can't afford or can't eat half the shit in the fucking recipe. Anyway, being my bonded about that, I actually... <laughs> I actually uh, set out wanting to talk about Pride um, because it is June as I'm recording this. It is quite early June and hopefully that means this will still air within June. I have no idea. But honestly, um, we can talk about being queer any month of the year because it doesn't happen only one month of the year. Uh, hang on, I need to actually read how much water I'm putting in this. So that I don't Screw that up. My uh, my talking will be a little consistent once like once I get through like measuring the ingredients, then I'll be able to focus on you a little more. I just have to um, think really hard about fractions. I did buy a set of measuring cups recently. I didn't own measuring cups, and I just like. I used these mugs that I found in a laundry room at an old apartment because I figured that they were about one and a half cups and then I kind of eyeballed it from there. Um, but I did splurge on some measuring cups. And they have been a nice investment. I do admit that. Fucking olive oil. Okay. Yeah, that's the... Most of the thinking out of the way. Hang on, I gotta grab some rosemary. And I'll be right back. I'm not going very far. I'm going to the living room. I got the rosemary, I'm back. Anyway, it's June. Um, as you may have guessed in this brief introduction already, I am... Uh, not super fond of, like, rainbow capitalism and everything being rainbow. And honestly, this year, I don't feel super proud. I'm a little grumpy about pride, and I went off on some rants about that to my girlfriend and then later felt bad because it's like, oh, this is, like, her second pride out, so she's still in that, uh, wants to enjoy the rainbow phase. But for me, yeah, I'm not proud. I'm just angry. I'm just mad. <laughs> And I get it, I get like the spirit of pride, but it's hard to see all the news going on right now and not feel good about it. Oh, I'm 
I'm straight, but I am I'm the T portion of LGBTQ. I guess I could mention that. Sometimes I write things about transitioning or, you know, air quotes, being trans, which I, I don't identify as a trans man, I just identify as a man. Um, so a lot of my writing and stuff that I do about that, I don't always necessarily explicitly say I'm trans, because that's not how I see myself. But I guess, you know, context on that would maybe help y'all out a little bit. Anyway, I was thinking about this earlier, that I remember when I was first looking into taking testosterone, and I'd, like, I'm one of your cliched, like, oh, I always knew, and blah, 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 but I couldn't do anything about it because of my family and stuff, blah, 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 blah. So it was only a couple years ago that I was finally in a safe um, and financially stable and mentally stable place that I could start transitioning if I wanted to. And I remember I had gone to like my first appointment and they were going to have to refer me to a different doctor because my normal PCP didn't deal with trans people, but she knew someone who did, so she was going to transfer me over. And it was also right before COVID. So it's like the weekend before COVID, if you can say that. It's like, you know, March and my friend my best friend at the time we'd been really close friends since high school so you know for like over half our lives uh she wanted to go rescue some dogs in california so we're fucking driving down and i'm you know telling my manager like hey fyi you know i might get stranded in california but uh look at these cute fucking puppies we're gonna go rescue so we're driving down uh the five to California and you know talking about everything because good god it was a I think we did like a 13 hour round trip that day to drive down get the they were deaf and blind puppies like some farm had these deaf and blind puppies and they didn't want them and we're gonna put them down if no one wanted to come get them so we were chatting on the way and I remember telling her that I didn't know if I was going to go through with it. I didn't know if I was going to start testosterone. I didn't know if I was going to socially transition from non-binary to male. Because I said, like, it's something that if I start doing it, that's something that I'm going to have to do for the rest of my life. Week in, week out, no matter what. And it's something that I know it's the right decision. I know it's going to make me happy, I know it's going to make me feel, you know, give me a quality of life and stuff that I can't even imagine at the time. Um, but that also meant that I would suddenly have something in my life that was, fuck, was I supposed to add salt? Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Ah, damn it. You guys, you have to, you have to speak up. You have to be like, See, this bullshit that I hate. I hate reading recipes. Because I, I just fucking hate reading recipes. And sometimes they hide the ingredients instead of, like, in the initial list of ingredients. It'll put salt in the instructions. And it's like, I know how to make bread. I'm not going to fucking read how to knead the bread. But you need to remind me in the little list up top that you add fucking salt to it. Well, hopefully... Hopefully I added the salt at the right time. I mean, I... I added the salt at the wrong time. Hopefully it's still fine. You know, whatever. 
things usually have a way of working out. Anyway, I knew that starting to medically transition was going to give me a life that I was going to be willing to fight for and that basically like there would be no turning back. There would never be a point in my life again where I could be, you know, completely cis passing or stuff or pretend that I wasn't trans or anything like that. Um, which isn't entirely true, but we'll get onto that in a second. But it was a really hard decision to make to think about like, am I willing to be happy? And then for the rest of my life, know that there's going to be politicians and other people in the world that want to take that away from me. Like, is it better to just never be happy? Spoiler alert. Uh, it is better to be happy, even with the threat of that uh, kind of constantly looming over you and the reminder of that. I've gotten some comments lately because, you know, for as much as I assumed that I would never be cis-passing again once uh, medically transitioning, I actually am a lot of the time. Like, a lot of people do just kind of assume I'm a, just a really short cis guy. Uh, and on the internet, <laughs> I've had people get a little feisty with me commenting on trans issues because from my profile picture they just think I'm just some assholey cis het white dude. Uh, assholey, yes. White het, yes. Cis, no. So, you know, that's like a 80% right thing. Anyway. It's... It's one of those things to me, like I've gotten comments recently that um, kind of pushing this narrative that I, I knew I was a girl or I knew I was a boy and everyone else thought I was a girl and then I proved them wrong. And it's like, the thing is like with gender affirming care and stuff, like even if it works well on you, you aren't proving anyone wrong. The people who saw me as a man before I grew a beard still see me as a man and the people who never saw me as a man still don't see me as one. Like, at most, I can prove, like, the ethic efficacy of gender-affirming care, but it's like, I, you can't prove your gender to someone. Like, if they don't believe you, there is no amount of proving. Uh, and that's something that's really frustrating for me right now is because, you know, I want to, you know, be one of those people that helps push acceptance or push queer trans liberation or, you know, whatever bullshit and stuff. It's like, how do you fucking do that? How do you make people care that just, they know, they just don't fucking like you? I don't know. I don't have answers. It's just something I've been thinking about lately. And I don't know, maybe, maybe kind of a bummer, but I think it's important to think about it realistically. I've seen a lot of stuff about Pride this year that's really kind of reduced it to being just about being gay, um, which is a little annoying for me because I'm not gay. Um, I tried. It didn't work out for me. But I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting time right now. And I, I think about a lot. My end 
you know, air quotes transition goal has always been to not ever think about being trans again. Like, I just want to get to a point in my life where it's, you know, I just don't think about it. I don't think about ever having had to go through any of this. But then at the same time, I'm one of those people that cannot keep my mouth shut if I see other people going through stuff that I'm like, no, that's a fuck that. And it's, um... You know, I want to take things for granted. And this goes beyond just gender identity and pride and stuff. This is, like, just another thing I was thinking about earlier. I was, um, working on a art project. Um, I kind of have a, like, conceptual book idea that I'm kind of thinking of dabbling with. But part of that uh, is with cyanotypes, uh, which, if you aren't familiar, it's a printmaking technique that relies on mixing these two chemicals together, and then you prepare the paper, or you can get it pre-prepared, um, but you put it in the sun and then put objects on top of it that cast shadows, and then when you wash it, the shadows wash out, and then everything else turns this blue, so they're, they're usually kind of striking like blue and white pieces with the shadows of whatever you casted. And um, it's something I really like to work with a lot. So I got a sketchbook specifically just to prepare the entire thing with cyanotype fluid. Um, and then I was letting it dry. And then I'm going to go out. I'm going to develop all the pages with just stuff I find out on walks. And it's, oh god, it's something I've seen like 70 pages in the sketchbook. And I prepared each page front and back because they were going to get it stuck together anyway. And the whole idea of this is this will be far more cyanotypes than I've ever done in my entire life combined. But I want to do so many that I take the art form for granted. I want to do so many of these fucking prints that I do dumb things. I want to do so many that I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to make a circle on this page and nothing else. I want to do so many that I'm not looking for the most interesting tidbit or the most meaningful thing. And that's the same like when I have ideas or when I'm writing. I do my best writing when I'm just taking it for granted. Like, I'm going to have a thousand ideas. I'm going to have all the time in the world and all these words. And I just fucking write this stream of consciousness shit. Or even with recording, when I was... Um, I used to do on my podcast here and there uh, this thing called Laundry Day, which was just me doing this. This is basically the spiritual um, successor of Laundry Day. And the more I did that, like the more it was stuff that came out that resonated with people. is I, I love taking things for granted. I love the people I care about. When I can get to the point where I take them for granted that they are just part of my life is when I can actually then be authentic with them, whatever you know that means. But that's when it's like, oh, I am so sure that you're going to be here or that if you leave, I'll be able to find other people who love me that I can tell you um, when something upsets me, that I can tell you unflattering things about me, that I can be myself and I don't have to be someone else. I love taking things for granted. And that's what I was thinking about earlier when I was preparing those all those fucking sketchbook pages. It's like, that's a lot. By the end of that, I'm going to get tired of printing these fucking cyanotypes because I, I have to print them all before I can wash them out because if I get the pages wet before they're developed, it'll just wash off. So it's like, I have to do all this stuff, I have to churn through all this stuff, and a lot of it's going to be bad or mediocre. But that's wonderful. I feel... 
I feel like everything in my life, like, at some point has been, like, a scarcity. Like, food or, you know, art or anything else is just, like, a precious thing that you have to hoard and you can never enjoy because you don't know when you're going to see it again. And I know some people are the opposite. Like, some people have to cherish everything to ha make the most of it. But for me, it's like, I need to, you know, FIFO that bitch. Like, you just keep going and going and going. Mm. I drink a lot of cold tea. Drink a lot of warm tea, too. Anyway, I got my, um... Fuck, I already forgot how to say it. Faka. Fakacha? Got my focaccia bread. Uh, God. Uh, I got that rising. So I was gonna make, um, I was gonna make some donuts. What the fuck else was I gonna make? You, you guys don't know. This is just me. It's just me meal prepping. This is just how I am every week. Um, when I was in college, I used to go sit on my sister's counter when she did like her meal prep for the week and just like talk while she um, prepared all these fucking dishes. And I don't know, there's something magic to me about the idea of people being present while you're preparing food. Because it's such a, it can be such a mundane or kind of just banal part of life that you just have to keep doing and keep doing and keep doing it. Just sharing those moments is really what makes relationships worthwhile is being able to share small moments with people. I'm just going to dog ear this page. I was looking for a bookmark because I'm going to come back to the going to come back to this recipe, but yeah, I think I'm I think I'm going to go with um donuts for the other um, bread that I was going to make. Oh good, I have a marker in for it. I just do oven-baked donuts when I do them. It's uh, overcast here today, so I'm trying to do a little baking ahead of time so I can freeze freeze some stuff. Oh god, more fractions. Okay. I'm going to read the recipe this time, though. That's a lie, but I'm going to pretend it's the truth. Yeast. Sorry, I had to get the yeast. I feel like most of my big memories, like my cinematic moments in my life, are at <laughs> the kitchen table. I feel like it's a really important part of storytelling, is to think about the conversations you have while cooking and while eating and while watching someone else prepare food. I don't know, it's something that fascinates me, but I'm always been a little, food. food's cool. I, I like eating. I, I mean, I like being alive, generally. Warm water, warm milk. One and a half cups and a fourth cup for something. Okay, we're gonna. I'm not editing out the awkward silence, so y'all just know that I'm Coming back if you hear a couple if you hear a couple seconds where nothing's happening. I'm just wandering around. Um when we got the dogs from California, we did 
we did rescue him. We did bring him back. Um, they're cute dogs. I don't know. There's a certain challenge with blind and deaf dogs. I, I didn't... Um, I don't have any pets myself. No, no, that's a lie. I have a pet snail. And this is actually something I really fucking love, is since I have a pet snail, everyone, like, thinks that I really like snails. So I get people sending me pictures of snails and, like, facts about snails and, like, artwork of snails all the goddamn time. Because I have my pet snail, and their name is Snail, and they're a snail, and I've had them for, like, oh, a year and a half, and they're really only supposed to live, like, a year. It's a mystery snail, it's aquatic, um, but yeah, everyone assumes that I really fucking like snails. I, I I'm fine with snails, I don't, like, they're fine, like, I like snails, but I'm not crazy about snails. I don't like snails any more than I like any other animal or bug. Like, they're definitely not my favorite animal. It's actually just that I was gonna do one of those hydroponic setups that you have the, like, fish tank in the bottom half and you have the plants in the top half, uh, and I was setting my tank up with a snail and some plants and stuff in the water part, and then I was gonna go in a couple weeks and get some aquatic frogs or fish or something, and then set the rest of it up, and then I just never followed through. But instead of people realizing that the part of my personality snail represents is procrastination and having more ideas than I have time for, they all just assume that I really fucking like snails. Which I do, but I really fucking like a lot of things. But I really love that about people, like... That's one of the beautiful things about humanity is people generally, they, they want to know what you like. Like, the fascination humans have with other humans fascinates me. It's endearing, it's charming, it's one of the few good things in the world. Okay, that's not fair. There's a lot, there's a lot of good things in the world. There's a lot of good things. But... As far as people are concerned, that's one of the, the, few, the few good things about people. Is how charmed they are by other people. Oh, God. One of the things um, I always did on laundry day that I know people liked, and I'm just going to move on over here, is I have a prompt jar of prompts that I gathered when I was in high school. And uh, they're probably mostly plagiarized, but I like to draw one and present it and then invite people to email me if they decide to make artwork or writing or something else based off of the prompt or if they want to do a voice recording of something, if they want to do a voice recording of it and let me know if I can share it or something. So I'm going to give you guys the prompt mid-episode here. And it is... Okay. Now, the prompt specifies to write a poem, but again, you're welcome to do a different type of artwork because um, writing isn't for everyone, and I don't... It, it doesn't matter what you make. Poems can be visual. Poems are feelings. Uh, write a poem starting with the line, After the Empire Crumbled. And I would love to hear uh, if you guys do follow that. 
you can email me at oblivionspin at gmail.com is my email address. Or you can, um, better yet, you can uh, tape it to a wall somewhere in public. I think we need more like gorilla art and uh, art installations. Hang on. Uh, I'm thinking really hard about fractions again. So one-fourth cup water, but I need half that, so one-eighth cup water. And then three-fourths cup milk. Okay. I don't know who decides that people need, like... I, I guess two dozen isn't, like, an unreasonable amount of donuts to make at once. It's just more donuts than I need right now. Back on... <laughs> this is how my brain works. Like, we're looping back and forth. I, I'm clearly... God, I'm not even reading the recipe, so obviously I don't have notes about what I'm talking about. But back on Pride. And it being June, I have been trying to think of like what I want to do to uh, celebrate Pride or whatever. And I'm really kind of torn. Um, I don't really like big crowded events anyway. And I want to do something that really gets to the spirit of, I don't know, the stuff that's going on right now. I, tr I don't know, like, I just, I don't feel like drawing something with rainbows represents how I feel. So, yeah, I'm always trying to think of, like, how can you do the most good with what you're able to do at the time? It's raining outside. I don't think you can hear, but I have the window open and I live next to a busy street, so you can hear like the cars going by, some of the rainbows. Not the, not the rainbows, see? It's June, so I'm just thinking about rainbows. Um, no, it's the rain on the road and the cars going through. I can hear, I think I have my microphone set so that you can't hear that, which is probably, probably for the best, it would be distracting. I think a lot, like, about, like, I, I feel like I reevaluate my life constantly to make sure that what I'm doing is what I want to be doing. Um, at work the other day, my manager asked us, <laughs> we have to, um, I work in electronics manufacturing, and the people working directly on the product have to keep track of their, um, their time, like how much time they're spending working on different products and stuff so that we know if we're making the quotes that we said to the customer or if we're losing money on the production part of it. And she was explaining like to only have your time set to a certain thing if you're adding value to the product or process. And I know like she was talking about niche that but just the idea of am I adding value for this? Because she said that like ask yourself am I adding value to this? And I've been thinking about that constantly just with my normal life when I'm doing stuff. Like, 
when I'm getting ready to like go get groceries and stuff I'm like is this adding value to my life is this adding value to something is this and of course I think like the most innocuous things can add value like you can add value to your life by just you know laying in the bathtub reading a book you can add value to your life just laying with a blanket over your head if that's what you need to do like value is very oh Jesus value is very um, you know up for interpretation it doesn't have to be an ordeal but I just keep coming back to that and then that kind of comes down to, you know, what kind of life do you want to live? Like, what is your aim or what are you doing? And balancing, like, what you have to do with what you want to do. I don't know how you... I don't know how you do that. It's something I'm still figuring out. Like, and from talking to everyone I know, I don't think anyone has any ideas about how to actually do it. And anyone who has an idea of how that can be done, the idea is constantly changing anyway. It's like, I don't know, I'm, are you adding value? That is something I think about with social media and stuff, though. It's like, am I adding value to my life right now by being on the internet? And that's a tough one, because my friends live on there. Um, but so does a lot of bad news. And, you know, how do you balance staying informed with also self-care? And then, you know, figuring out how can I actually make a difference about things. And these are all rhetorical questions. I don't expect people to have answers, but I do expect that that's stuff people should be thinking about right now. But, I mean, only in so much as you can handle to think about. It's very weird. Very weird. Jeez. I don't know how I got so many fucking condiments. I'll tell you guys that. Like, where did they come from? Anyway, um... It is nearing, I think, the end of this episode. Yeah, we're so we're, we're kind of winding down now. So I'll let you in on one other thing that I used to update on Laundry Day, is I have kind of an initiative. Every year, usually, I put some sort of goal for myself. One year, I read 52 books, mostly listened to audiobooks at work. Um, one year, I watched 52 movies, which was really hard for me. I don't like watching movies. And this year, um, I, I scaled it way back to just enjoying 52 things. And that was my whole mission. It's like, it can be a book, it can be a movie, it can be a new hobby, it can be a new food. Just 52 things that are new to me that I spend time enjoying. And it's really nice to be doing that this way because it leaves me more flexibility on what I want to get into. Um, but it also, the things I don't like about, like, the read 52 books is if you start reading a bad book, do you, like, choke it out and just get through it? Do you, um, skip it and then not count it? Like, what do you do? What do you do when you read a crappy book? I think life's too short to read bad books. Or not even just bad books, but, you know, some media and things can be good and you it just not vibe with you or just not be what you want to read. So I said I'm just enjoying things. So the last few weeks, here are some of the things I have enjoyed. Uh, this week, I made Korean pancakes for the first time at home. Or uh, Korean-inspired pancakes. 
last week, I tried them uh, for the first time. And they were delicious. Previously, I impulse bought a giant jug of London Fog tea concentrate when I was at the bakery and had been drinking that. Previously, I perfected my Danish recipe. Oh, I don't know what I did that week. Uh, I tried tie-dyeing for the first time uh, and did tie-dye t-shirts with some friends last month. I tried a new type of coffee that it's not actually made out of coffee beans. It's made out of like hickory and dandelion root and thoroughly enjoyed that. I also had a lot of ice cream bars. I had, according to my notes, uh, one week I had a giant fucking cookie. And I think one of the most memorable ones this year so far was we went to this place called Petro's Pizza, which is a local place um, that is pirate themed and it does like pirate mini golf and it's literally a five minute walk from my house and I've lived on this street uh, in various apartments for like almost five years and I just never went in that place and I finally just went in so those are some things I've been enjoying recently uh, I really encourage people even if you are just joining us like we still have half the year left so I encourage you to make a point to uh, make sure you're enjoying things and trying new things, even if it's, um, you know, little stuff. Earlier in the year, my go-to was kind of just buying new fruits that I'd never tried before, like passion fruit and stuff like that. Uh, and it doesn't have to be something big, but make sure in this mess of world right now that you're taking time to try new things and to just enjoy new things and, uh, you know give in to your guilty pleasures and stuff if you try something cool or read a good book or you know start doing that uh let me know i'm curious i want ideas but i also want to know that other people are having a good time i i think there's so much bad news that sometimes you kind of forget that there are reasons to keep struggling through all the bad and annoying stuff but those are just my two cents Anyway, um, like I said, I've I've been Eric. Thanks for making some bread with me. I'm gonna finish up making these uh, this dough for these donuts, and hopefully, I will talk to you guys again. Like uh, maybe next month. Sound good? Uh, you know, take care of yourselves, and just think about what you want from life. Because if you have no idea. Uh, then you aren't very well going to be able to do that, are you? I love you all. Take care, and uh, bye.